Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, 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 it's hump day. Glad to have you guys here with me. I am Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. Hopefully, y'all can hear me well as I am over the airwaves at AM 1170, The Answer, and streaming live on Facebook at The Answer San Diego over there. I've, I've got my ear masks on, my ear coverings. I forgot my buds at home, so I'm old school right now. Maybe it'll prevent <laughs> Fauci. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe I won't get that earworm known as Fauci. He wasn't out there today. Our man, Atlas was out there today giving the update on the vaccine. Of course, uh, today's uh, press conference was not without controversy, of course, because everything Trump does is controversial. So uh, the left just determined to try to suck any of the wind out of his successes. Uh, The left hates winners. This isn't even just about wanting to uh, deny President Trump any of his victories, any of his successes, any of his wins uh, in order to knock him out of reelection. I, I posted today on Twitter. Why do Democrats hate winners? Why do they hate winning? Because they need you desperate. They need you feeling like you have no hope whatsoever, that you're desperate for for them and, and anything that they can dole out to you. Because it gives them power for you to be without hope. It gives you power to be hungry, to be fearful, and to be desperate. Speaking of desperate, we got to talk about despacito. Despacito today. Yeah, desperate. I don't know what despacito sounds uh, 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 stands for. I don't know the translation of that, but I know what desperado means. And that was Biden today. So much to talk about. Uh, 888-344-1170. How are you guys feeling about this? Do you know what the who the Biden Republicans are and why they're breaking for Trump, supposedly? Matt Boyle. We promised him last night when I had my dates wrong. <laughs> He's going to be here tonight to give us the uh, weekly update on the status of the race because there's new polling numbers out and the left is trying to diminish and suppress our, our enthusiasm to suppress the vote. We've got some uh, some more stories coming out about mail-in ballots that we got to get into because we need to make sure we get everybody out to the polls to overwhelm the vote and deny the Dems their opportunity to steal this election. All that being said, I am now going to bring in my man, my partner here in crime. We come before the show every night. We tend to start talking. We get so excited to see each other and we start talking. I'm like, save it for air, save it for air. And I'm talking about my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. 
You can't have that. You can't have that. So I view it this way. DJ Great. But this mail-in voting where they've mailed indiscriminately millions and millions of ballots to people, you're never going to know who won the election. You can't have that. Yeah, Joe might be uh, desperate, desperate Joe, I'm going to call him, uh, but I'm highly caffeinated right now, which is very good, and now I can <laughs> let off some steam because there's so much to talk about so I can finally get it out. Yeah, well, um, let's start by, by talking about these mail-in, mail-in ballots as they've done everything that they could, including they are so desperate for a win, so willing to deny any success on the Trump administration that they are out bad-mouthing and running down and trying to keep people scared from taking the vaccine that they said everybody had to have. They've been saying for months, you're not allowed any new normal until we until we get but a vaccine trump warp speeded it it's trump's vaccine it's, no people you uh no, i'm not taking that thing exactly as though trump somewhere in in you know some it himself. Lab, like he's some in a lab somewhere with a with a little beaker or something trying to work up some concoction no these are the, the people working on this concoction this vaccine are the same people that the left supposedly supports the scientist the medical community this isn't president trump they're going against this vaccine for the same reason they went against hydroxychloroquine. They need people desperate. They need people fearful. And they need a body count, whether it's the mortality rate, hospitalization rate, or the case rate, positivity rate, as high as possible to keep you fearful. There was a doctor, a cancer doctor on Twitter, who tweeted out today, since nobody, uh, cancer specialist, he said, since nobody's willing to listen to me when it comes to coronavirus, I'll just talk about cancer and how these lockdowns and what they've done to interfere with the diagnosis and the treatment of cancer, the untold lives that are being lost and nobody's talking about it. And somebody asked him, well, what do we do about fear? And he said, look, it's much easier to stoke fear. It's easy to stoke fear, and it's impossible to quell it. And that's what they're doing all day, every day. And they're continuing to do that here in California. Um, but getting back to the mail-in thing, we've got to, if you care about lives, if you care about the military, if you care about coronavirus, if you care about any business out there, if you give a crap about kids in the future, we must get behind President Trump. We must get everybody on the phone. Remember the Electoral College. Call everybody that you know because and get everybody out to the polls. Case in point. Story came out yesterday. Months after a, an election in, in New Jersey, months later. This was a July 7 primary. Let me guess. They just finished counting. 1,666 mail-in ballots were suddenly counted. Now, fortunately, this is a Republican area, and so the 1,600 ballots didn't do like what happened with Al Franken in Minnesota. didn't swing it to the Democrat. But you, you, you cross the country with that, with millions and millions of votes and millions and millions of counties and districts, and you're dang well can rest assured that this is what the game plan well, that's is. That's why you want to talk about so often on the show, if it's such a landslide to where it, it, it does not matter how many votes they find, it, they're going to have no choice but to concede. So everybody needs to get out there and vote. There's no excuse. Yeah, there. Um, this article talks about something called a red mirage. What's that? Um, which is, this was a Newsweek story on September 1, raised the possibility of a red mirage, which is where Trump appears to have won a landslide victory at the polls on November 3rd, only to lose it when the mail-in ballots are counted. And um, this article goes on to say that uh, th- this is uh, this um, Newsweek article 
uh, gives Democrats an idea of how they can make it happen. So here's the play. The play is they find out how many how many votes they're short on Election Day and then they go and, they and, find, and, they, go and they find they find what they need in the trunk of a car. Well, and well, here's my question for you. OK, they find the votes. But if the Electoral College has already made their call and he's already crossed the finish line, what does that matter? Well, it matters. It's kind of like Bush v. Gore in 2000. The, the, the electoral college doesn't get confirmed until January. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't get, so this is, the, this is the perfect opportunity. The left has done a masterful job exploiting this coronavirus for power, for, for to control our businesses, our lives. We've got uh, gyms and fitness centers in the state of California that have filed a lawsuit because they're not, you tell me why if you care about health. That you can go in that that not one pot shop was closed down during the coronavirus, but you can't go to a gym gym and work out and take care of your body. Uh, So one of the first things that the Democrats did was they seized upon this uh, for voting. Um, Another story about voting that nobody's really talking about. So I'm going to talk about it here is that Joe Biden's got this is an article from the Hindu, believe it or not. There's an uh, Joe Biden's using an election app that allows users to sign up. To vote with an unfair, unverified email address. I already don't like it. Yeah. And access voter data compiled by a third-party service provider that claims to have more than 191 million voter records. It's the Vote Joe app. It's the official app of the Biden campaign, and it's designed as a tool to engage with voters. Um, So there's many issues with this. Uh, It doesn't prevent non-Americans to access it. Um, it's according to the app analyst, which is a mobile security firm. Uh, once a user signs up, they can access sensitive voter information from the database in the app. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And sync contacts in their phones to the database. Um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, with this, and, and now I'm flashing back to when Obama, you know, Obama had an app and I, and there were reports came out that he was taking election contributions from around the world. Yeah, where's which, the which stoppage is illegal. of this? Yeah, so, um, uh, it shows the voters' history of participation in elections. So basically what, what this does is this allows all types of organizations to go in and steal your data. And your contacts. And where is the pushback on something like this? Is this is wrong? Yeah, uh, Target Smart, a campaign management firm, compiles all the voting record data and the user contact data app of the Vote Joe it uh, app. Um, Correct me and, if I'm and wrong. It Last says, time I checked, and it Andrew, says I never they signed sell- off on anything that said you could access all of my my vote my voting records. It says that the firm has revealed that it even sells the data. So beware if you are a Biden voter. Now, if you you and I were, we're Trump supporters, we're yeah. not going and signing up for this app, right? Um, but you know, there's this is this is crazy. It's insane. Um, they the left is working overtime from a variety of different standpoints to try to steal this election from selling data and getting sensitive voter information. And and one of the ways that they can use that is they can show up at your door. I was just going to come on the air and say yeah. that. That's a way for them to ballot harvest. That's a way for them to pressure you. Uh, reports came out from Vegas back in 2016. I know from people who were visited from um, unions at their door. I'm not going to give names and told you haven't voted and get your shoes on because we're taking you to the polls. So every different way, every, they are exploring and maximizing every opportunity that they can to steal this election from President Trump. 
Um, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk more about this coronavirus press conference today, the vaccine masks, which is back um, in, in the news. Um, there was a mask revolt that took place in Florida. My spirit animals were out fighting against the mask in Florida. We also had breaking news today out of the um, Homeland Security Committee of the Senate and uh, Committee Chairman Johnson. So we got to talk about that. Are we finally going to see some justice? Are we going to see Comey and Brennan and those face accountability for their crimes against this country? We'll talk about it when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Okay, so today... Oh, big controversy that uh, Redfield uh, from, I guess, the CDC, I can't remember what position he's in, um, was he, uh, it, before Congress today. And he said that he thinks that more important than the vaccine, uh, he said, first of all, the thing that was controversial was because he said that he didn't expect the vaccine to be widely available till the spring, that there would need to be prioritization for it. Then he went on to say, but you know what? Probably what's more effective than the vaccine is this good old thing called a mask here, which, you know, um, then so then Trump's asked about it at his presser today. And he's like, why are you and Redfield disagreeing? And he goes, well, Redfield answered must not have understood the question because <laughs> because this vaccine is going to be available to everybody sooner than that um and you know i i i think that there should be you know um I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this, Skins, because part of me is like, I, I think that the, the administration should be coordinated on discussing things like availability of the vaccine. But Yeah, the, because the last thing you want is for Trump to be able to come out there, and I know he means well, and say it's going to be available, and then suddenly come when it's supposed to be available, it's not available. Right. Um, I, I think that two things can occur at the same time. If you listen to Trump today, basically what he was saying was, as soon as it's available, we're going to, as soon as this vaccine is um, prime time ready for use we're going to make it available to everybody and that's going to be soon he didn't put a date on it he's setting pro- proper expectations and trying to excite people versus the government which is so used to we're just going to drag our feet and just take our sweet time and yeah and then we're going to you like pr- you know prioritize and here's my thing and I and I had tip to Trump for calling out and saying you know what J- shame on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for down you know, bad mouthing this vaccine because you were putting lives at risk. And there was a poll number that came out and I don't necessarily believe polls, but supposedly people's trust in the vaccine or the desire to take it is now down 20 percent. I'm OK with that anyway, because I don't like the idea. Oh, yeah, you and I are on the same page where we were going was going to be forced vaccinations. And I didn't like that. And so maybe the good news and in, in Biden and Harris downplaying it is that we're going to have uh, some return to normalcy. And that includes we're not forced to take a flu shot every year. Why should we we be forced to take the absolutely no difference whatsoever? Ninety nine point nine percent recovery. Nobody should be forced to take this vaccination. But let me tell you something. Mask holes. You Biden supporting mask holes. Don't come. Don't don't act as though anybody who doesn't believe in wearing a mask like last night, Trump did this ABC town hall. Oh, he's asked about mask and he's asked about asked about mask today. And he's like, well, not everybody believes in mask. How can you not believe in mask at the same time? 
that you people are wanting Americans have literally been arrested for not having a mask on. Nobody, no Americans allowed to question the use of a mask, even though the Surgeon General, General himself, even though Fauci, even though Burks and all these other people have said the mask didn't work. Suddenly they say it does. You're not allowed to question a mask. Yet it's okay for Biden and Harris to question a vaccine that's being worked on right now and Such labs. Hypocrisy. It's to, it, it's it's insanity. So I'm actually for people asking questions. Sure. I think it's I think you should ask questions. I think it's insane for anybody to go, "Oh, here's my arm, stick stick whatever needle in it and inject whatever you want into me." What kind of nonsense is that? Why aren't you? My question for you is, why aren't you asking questions? Why are you just why are you how did we get to the place in this country where we're just such sheep that we walk around taking cues from people that are changing their mind from one week to the next, telling us, yeah, get on that cruise ship, Fauci said. Yeah, what? You don't need to wear no mask. What What? what are you worried about now Now to suddenly, you know, we've got to continue to be locked down and it's insane to send kids to you know, school. Then you got somebody like Jim Desmond who it stands up for Americans and business owners and, you know, wants us to push back against the government and these lockdowns and no one stands up with him. Right, here in San Diego. In fact, not only did they not stand up, we got Jim Desmond. Thank you. Uh, yeah, got him tomorrow. Got, he's coming on the show tomorrow. He is the um, one of the San Diego County supervisors, the only one that said, you know what? This color-coded system going on with Gavin Newsom. Doesn't it, work. It not only doesn't work, it is designed for us to permanently stay shut down. And we need to be thinking independently. We are our own county. We have a minuscule number of people that have gotten this compared to the overall population. We don't have hospitals hospitalizations is an issue we're down to losing almost nobody i mean i think that we're i mean hardly anybody at this point there's no reason for a one-size-fits-all and we ought to be able the san diego county supervisors should be able to make decisions for the county and it should reflect us instead we're being treated like peasants and it's insane as we uh, as we get worse and worse and worse economically. And shame on Kristen Gaspar, who my understanding was, I could be wrong, but is she not a Republican? And her mindset is, we need businesses to stay shut down so that we can get and keep them from earning a living so that we can we can tap into the pennies that might be coming our way. Yeah, she said she agreed with it in principle. Yeah, how about this? How about how about we uh, first of all, I'm not aware that the only way that that we can get any any money from the state or from the federal government is we if we if we stay shut down. The money that's already on the table that's been sent to us should have already been disseminated to the to the people. We're in the process of waiting for another deal to be struck with the, with the federal government right. in in terms of in, in terms of help. So it's not coming it's not, never been coming from the state we are a nation that helps ourselves the very nature of these business owners that they are entrepreneurs that they decided to start a business on their own maybe they got a loan from a financial institution but most business owners do it on their own they grow even if they've got a a business startup loan they invest they then take the revenue that was and pay it back and, and they pay back as well as that's how they pay their employees that's what we need a return to the idea that we got to keep you shut down and keep you forced to wear masks so that we can reopen is insane to me, and we must put an end to it. Hat tip to the, I guess there was a group of people that went to a Target in Florida playing the song from Twisted Sister, We're Not Going to Take It. Love it. And they <laughs> Love it. And they took their masks off. Um, when it comes to the vaccination, here's what I would also say to you mask hole Biden supporters. 
Um, if you think that you can't trust President Trump and his vaccination, then I think that you should be denied uh, or at least put at the end of the line for the vaccination. Right. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you the same. These are the same people that saying we got to stay shut down. How how are you how are you, how dare you leave your home? How dare you demand that your business be reopened? How dare you demand that you get to go to church or go into a gym and work out? Because we got to have a vaccination first. But yet now you're trying to tell people that this vaccine isn't any good. That tells me you don't need it, you don't want it, and you should be denied it or right at least into the back in, of the room. You, you know, San Diego's great numbers, even if you you know believe them. But the only thing that puts us over over the mark, which is what they're banking on, is the college numbers. Well, that that's why they're if also they're Making pushing it mandatory. Yeah, they want to make they want to make testing mandatory for everybody. I've got something coming up. I was told if I want to do this, I got to take a test for it. And I got to think about whether or not I want to do it. Um, you know, we know I, I, I read a report the other day that the New York Times themselves said that 90 percent. Oh, it was Liz Wheeler. It was one of her last One America News uh, segments segments that she did recently. I guess the New York Times did a report that 90 percent of the positive results are not actually positive and without getting into the weeds here's the way it works they take a little swab and if you've got like an inf- infinitesimal tiny bit of the virus in you they'll amplify it and amplify it and magnify it and magnify it over and over and over until they get enough of it on there to where they can go oh yeah that's that's the coronavirus had they not amplified it, had they just taken the test in the swab and looked at it without amplifying it, magnifying it, in other words, they're manufacturing it in their swabs. 90% of the people getting testing, and that's why you can see these high case counts, but they're not resulting in the hospital. The more and more people I talk to, Andrea, more and more people are coming forward and say, you know what? I don't buy these tests. They, they're they not accurate. We've got to do something. One of the things that we need to do is uh, Trump's in, in a tough spot. Uh, Matt Boyle is going to be here in a minute. I'm going to ask him what he thinks about uh, President Trump's strategy and the way he's answered some of these questions about the mask and whether or not he should have even done the ABC town hall last night. Um, because we we have to hope that when we see Atlas out there today, not Fauci or Burks, that when we see Trump holding rallies with twenty thousand people with no mask and no six foot distancing, that he's gonna he's gonna he, he's going to push for the states, maybe even through withholding federal funds, to stop these unconstitutional power grabs over our lives and get us back to normal. We're going to take a break. We when we come back, we will bring in young Matt Boyle. To answer these burning questions. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Kay Show coming up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome back to tonight's Andrea Keisha. I'm still struggling with these, like ear, this ear masks, the forced uh, ear coverings that I've got because I didn't have my earbuds tonight. <laughs> uh, glad to have you guys here with me on uh, tonight's Andrea K show. I was so desperate to have this guy on my show that I actually in- introduced him. Said he was coming on last night when I had the night wrong because uh, that's just how desperate I was for his analysis. See, happy lo- Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm loving the word desperate tonight. All in a pain. Actually, we had a listener call in and said uh-huh. the meaning of despacito is slow. Hey, slow <laughs> Joe. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when I saw it, I thought that it looks like 
Uh, you know, what you, how do I say this in a way that's politically correct? It reminded me of like a family get together at Thanksgiving and it's like, let's give it, let's give a toy to like the, the slow person in the family to kind of occupy him so that the adults can and have a conversation. And it literally means Good one, means Joe. Slow. It also means, which is why President Trump and his team were brilliant to put some images to it oh, and tweet it out. Oh, awesome. Slowly. I want to breathe your neck slowly. Let me tell you things in your ears so that you remember when you're not with me. Slowly, I want to strip you off with kisses slowly. Now, we all know the accusations against Joe Biden. Serious tip. We all Mm -hmm. seen all the videos of him sniffing and all that kind of stuff. Who put him up to playing (laughs) playing that song? Not the best campaign move, guys. Yeah, kind of a desperate move to reach Latino voters, Hispanic voters, kind of played against Joe Biden. But I'm not an expert in these matters. Maybe Matt Boyle can explain this to me. Maybe it was actually a smart move. Matt is the Washington political editor for Breitbart, and you can follow him on Twitter at mboyle1, and he joins me now. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure. Great to be here. And sorry about last night. I host our uh, Tuesday night show on radio. Otherwise, I would have come on and joined you here. So, Thank you. You would have uh, saved me since I <laughs> since I announced you were coming on on the wrong night. Okay, why didn't somebody save Joe Biden from this major guffaw today? Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking. The Despacito. Many of them. I, I, I need, you need to be more specific with me. I know this was this was more cringy, way more cringy than Hillary Clinton with her bottle of hot sauce after Charlemagne the God asked her what was in her purse. I mean, he not only struggled to play the phone that was handed to him so he could play the song Despacito, but then he tried to like groove and dance along with it. I mean, I was so embarrassed for him. I literally couldn't watch it, Matt Boyle. Oh, well, it's pure desperation. Like, President Trump is actually leading with Hispanic voters in Florida. He's doing much better than he did with... Uh, and the reason for that is because the Cuban community loves President Trump. President Trump's at something like 70% in the Cuban community. Uh, in, in other states around the country, President Trump is doing significantly better uh, with Hispanic voters than he did in 2016. Joe Biden's doing significantly worse. This may actually may be one of the biggest undertold stories of the year. Even CNN is sounding the alarm now. Even CNN did wow. a story about it the other day about how Joe Biden has a real problem with Hispanic voters and President Trump's doing really well with them. And I think that it's because uh, Hispanic voters know, uh, uh, just like everybody else, that the, they're going to have a better economic future and a safer community if President Trump is reelected. Uh, uh, if, they, if you vote for Democrats, elections uh, – what was it Barack Obama said? Uh, elections have consequences. <laughs> if you vote for Democrats – uh, you are going to have uh, uh, very likely a riotous mob come to your community, uh, uh, burn down your business, kill your police officers, uh, shoot them in their cop cars uh, uh, after they maybe set the cop car on fire. Or maybe they'll do that after they shoot the cops. Uh, but then uh, uh, and we're seeing this play out across America right now in every city from Los Angeles all the way to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, again, elections have consequences. If you vote for Democrats, it's go- they're going to uh, engage in these types of behaviors. Not to mention the fact, as you were talking about there before the break, uh, the Democrats are willing to engage in unconstitutional and unscientific behavior mm-hmm. uh, to try to push a political agenda uh, with regard to the coronavirus. Now, a federal judge in Pennsylvania has ruled that uh, Governor 
Governor Tom Wolf, who's who's one of the biggest losers on the planet, might I add. Governor Wolf <laughs> is just an awful human being. Like he's a, he's he's a total loser. Uh, he didn't even do uh, any of this on his own. He just was doing whatever Cuomo over in New York was telling him to do oh, uh, when he did all his lockdown nonsense. And um, uh, the Governor Wolf, uh, his ruling, uh, his orders have been deemed unconstitutional in federal court. Uh, and that you know he's trying to get a stay to reinstate the orders. He's not going to get it. And, and look, here's the deal: is that. Uh, you know, the, if you elect Democrats, they are willing to hurt you for their mm-hmm. political cause. So, again, uh, the American people can make their choice uh, at the ballot box. Uh, and, and again, if they want a safe and prosperous future, and this is why Joe Biden doing the Despacito song was extraordinarily <laughs> desperate, because uh, he, the Hispanic community is recognizing what everybody else is. If you elect Democrats, you're going to get hurt. If you arrive for Republicans, you're going to have a prosperous future. Yeah. I mean, you went to school down in Florida. You know the state more than I do. I just spent like spring breaks there at the Panhandle. And, you know, I'll I'll keep it G and save that topic for another day. But, you know, um, they know down in Florida it's uh, what the the Democrat Party is really about. The Democrats and Obama did a Obama did a masterful job in hiding what he was really all about when he said he wanted to transform this country, what that was going to look like. They're not hiding it anymore. And so when uh, Maximo Alvarez stood up at the Republican convention and said, you know, I feel like I'm chasing running away from shadows that I already, you know, uh, escaped from. And I'm hearing echoes. You look around at Seattle and Portland and beyond. And these this is uh, and I'm seeing echoes of everything that we left behind. And this is uh, my family is not going to have to abandon what we've built for the third time. You know, this is this is what why people fled on little taped together rafts across shark infested waters to get out of Cuba to what was one of the most extraordinary moments ever but let me ask you this matt boyle since you spent so much time in florida i'm hearing analysts say yes trump has a, the a good solid handle on the hispanic vote down there but the seniors are peeling away from president trump your thoughts on that yeah so i think that you are seeing that both things are true in the polls uh, i do think that seniors are uh the uh, so so what happened earlier this year at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic march april may uh is the polling all went kind of like topsy-turvy right like people were very freaked out about the virus now seniors were the most affected community now look i, I don't want to downplay the virus when i'm you know this and some of these Democrat governors and their ridiculous mandates and whatnot, because the virus is still a deadly virus and we need to do what we can to fight it. Uh, it is a um, uh, it is bad for certain communities and they include seniors. And so seniors are very worried about the coronavirus. I know a lot of seniors personally in my life and they're scared about it and they're and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need to take measures to protect themselves. And I think that uh, they you know that those numbers are still. Uh, kind of all uh, so what's happened over the last month and a half to two months, really going back to July 4th is uh, I remember the president's speech at, at uh, Mount Rushmore was kind mm-hmm. of like the kickoff of this is yeah. that the polls have all kind of started normalizing and the seniors are coming back. Right. Like so you're starting to see it. Uh, it was it was a lot worse uh, six weeks ago. Uh, and, and as time goes by, uh, each poll that comes out, they're moving more and more in the president's direction. So the president's actually leading or tied in Florida in most recent polling. Uh, there's a FAU poll, a Florida Atlantic University poll, that showed that late breakers are breaking for President Trump four to one uh, and, and had Joe Biden and Donald Trump tied at 50 percent apiece in Florida. I think he's actually probably better than that. I think mm-hmm. Trump's probably around 52, if I had to really guess it right now, and by and probably around 48. But the point is that 
uh, I think the seniors are kind of like the last community to really uh, normalize, if you will, in the polls. And, and uh, you know, as we're getting to the to tail end of the pandemic here, the vaccine is on the way. We hear the president talking about that today. Uh, Joe Biden's trying to scare people away from taking a vaccine because the only campaign he's got left is fear. Yeah. But the point is that, and, and again, anti-scientific, right? Like, so Joe Biden's not following the science. But the point is that uh, the seniors are the last community that's really kind of set, going back to normal. I don't think that Trump will lose his gains in the Hispanic or black communities. Both communities have seen definite gains in polling. Uh, but as the seniors and suburban women come back around to President Trump because they know that if they want to have a safe community, they want to have their health care, they want to have their Social Security protected, they need to vote for President Trump because Joe Biden's going to uh, destroy all of those things. He's going to destroy their health care. He's going to destroy their economic future. He's going to destroy their um, uh, uh, their, their community safety. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, President Trump is the guy. And, the, and then, so what you're seeing is those numbers are coming back around. So you're 100% right about that. That's something to look for mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the closing weeks share the campaign. Well, Joel Pollack has an article out on, on uh, your site on Breitbart talking about the Biden Republicans. There were supposed to be all these Biden Republicans, and that hasn't panned out too well. They're actually breaking for Trump. Tell everybody who the Biden Republicans are and what his analysis was, if you've had a chance to read his article. Well, I haven't read Joel's piece, but Joel's fantastic. But the, um, but the thing is, I would say that the only Republicans, quote-unquote Republicans that we've really seen coming out for Joe Biden are people that are on the take, right? Like they're lobbyists, they're on the dole. Uh, you know, the, the ones that they had at the convention, John Kasich, he's bought and paid for. He's a CNN contributor. Come on. <laughs> uh, Susan Molinari was a lobbyist for Google, right? Like the, oh, the, there are no like real Republicans voting for Joe Biden. If anything, there are plenty of Democrats, working class people across the country that are going to vote for President Trump. They did in 2016. It was one of the biggest stories of the year. They were called the Trumpocrats, mm-hmm. right? Like, and uh, yeah. the Reagan Democrats, those working class people, and the establishment media ignored them. We did tons of stories with them. If anything, those numbers have increased for President Trump. But the the the, the so-called Republicans for Biden are all on the take. Oh, absolutely. They're project of political consultants, right? Yeah. Like they're loser political consultants who lost elections enough to the point where they've completely failed in their careers. Uh, and, and several of them are at least some of their senior people. Are, are uh, like a Rick Wilson uh, are in such financial dire straits that they they're they're desperate. That's why they're engaging in the behavior. They're yeah, engaging. that's that's your um, Bill Crystal's your Lincoln projects and uh, including um, well he's gone now but. Um, uh, Kellyanne Conway's husband. Yeah. Um, Joe Pollack's are everybody needs to go read Joe Pollack's article. What he's talking about is the nation, which is a left leaning magazine uh, uh, outfit, is actually the ones who said, hey, um, we we Democrats, uh, we've lost the Biden Republicans, even even never Trumpers are going to Trump at this point, including, uh, I guess, Daniel Pleka from uh, WAPO said the same thing. She said she voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 as a never Trumper and she's breaking for Trump. So really, at this point. Matt Boyle, we started the show talking about uh, mail-in ballots and the, all the different ways in which the left is going to try to steal this election. Because I predict that um, it, the wind is is in Trump's back, uh, uh, you know, and that he's going to legitimately win, but for attempts from the left to steal it through mail-in balloting and other means. I mean, do you think that the Republicans are doing enough in the Trump campaign to counter that? 
Yeah, I think they are, and uh, they're ready for it. And the, and the other big thing that's coming out now is that the left is going uh, to try to do all these lawsuits after the election and drag out the process in court and then maybe throw it to the House of Representatives. Look, all of these are doomsday scenarios. If the president wins a decisive election on election night, they're not going to be able to do any of this. So it's just like 2016, right? Like so, And, that, and that's what uh, uh, people should be hoping for. None of this is normal, what they're talking about. None of what they're talking about is normal. That being said, uh, they're going to try to do anything and everything they possibly can. And the right needs to be ready, and the president's mm-hmm. campaign needs to be ready, and the Republican Party needs to be ready. Uh, but I don't, uh, I, I'm not so uh, sure that we're going to end up in that type of a doomsday scenario. I think that we're going to end up with a decisive win for the president. Uh, that's where things are headed in that direction. All the numbers are pointed that way. Uh, and as long as people keep fighting out there, you got to keep staying engaged in the game all the way through Election Day. you got to vote, uh, and you got to go get 10, 15, 20 of your friends to vote if you want to win this thing. But uh, I, I don't know if we're going to end up at that doomsday scenario type thing. I think the left's trying to normalize craziness. I think you're right. And I think that 10 to 15 people, say, and, and we all know 10 to 15 people that we can get out. We all know because we we become such a, um, a mobile society. We also all know people in the swing states in the battleground state that changes every day last question for you matt boyle what you know i hear yesterday it was all about not just florida it was about one particular district in florida using i mean right now which is there one state that's really going to determine it or is it really a a variety of battlegrounds uh, battleground states well, it's really a variety of battleground states, and, and we'll, we'll have to break this down more when we have more time. But the um, the uh, I think that Florida, North Carolina, uh, are very important. I think Ohio and Iowa are very important. If the president could put those together, along uh, then you know along with the red states out there, hold Arizona, Texas, Georgia, uh, he gets into. Uh, a range of around the high 250s in terms of the electoral college, and then uh, you know any one of the following states could put them over the top: uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, or Minnesota. Plus Maine's second district. There's all sorts of different combinations if you can put that core together of the red states out there uh, with Ohio, Iowa. North Carolina, Florida, right? Like, so if he can get that core locked in and he's getting close to that, uh, then uh, he's got a lot of pathways to the White House. Well, if there's a lot of pathways and there's there's different combinations, then that means we all need to be active. We need to be contacting, uh, uh, see who we get in your local district, get active, get out there and help the campaign, get on the phone. We're a mobile society. We all know people and friends and families in all the battleground states. And we can get on the phone and make sure that they get out to vote and we can do our part. And Matt, I thank you for doing your part uh, with Breitbart and being here on the show. Thank you so much. Yep, anytime. All righty. Y'all take a break. We come back. I promise y'all I'm going to talk about these subpoenas coming out of the Senate today for Clapper and Brennan and beyond. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're 47 days away at the end of President Trump's first term. 
We have all known now for at least two and a half years the extent of which, uh, maybe not the full extent, but enough about the crimes that were committed in the Obama administration with a weaponized FBI and a DOJ. How they, in addition to covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, they launched an illegal spying operation, even planting spies within the Trump campaign, lied to courts far worse than Watergate in order to uh, stop him from being elected and set up an insurance policy to remove him from office in a coup attempt if he won, which he did. And the coup attempt has been ongoing. We have yet to have anybody held accountable. One little low level, not or whether or not you think he's low level, one attorney who who falsified an email to the Pfizer courts is not enough. That is not accountability. Not what we are promised. Not what we were not. No, it's not what we were promised. Now, I don't necessarily hold President Trump accountable for the fact that nobody's been held accountable because he's not the attorney general. But I do think he made he made a couple of key mistakes that were highlighted recently and mentioned mentioned in a book that really Giuliani has said that they that they all told Trump to fire Comey immediately. He should have President Trump. But I don't think anybody could have. He's an outsider. He I don't think anybody had any idea the extent of the deep state in the establishment and how corrupt and evil they really were. And then he put Jeff Sessions in as AG. However, all that being said, and then he put Christopher Ray in. All that being said, there's no excuse for why AG Barr and Durham have not come out with their report and have not uh, indicted more people. So today, uh, Senate Homeland Security Committee um, run by Chairman Johnson um, has um, issued subpoenas. They voted today to authorize subpoenas for former CIA Director John Brennan, Director of uh, National Intelligence James Clapper, Jim Comey, and other Obama administrations as uh, officials as part of the Crossfire Hurricane, as well as um, others involved in the unmasking of people, and that would be General Flynn. So all in told that so that means it includes Sidney Blumenthal, Lisa Page, Joe. Yenka, um, Bill Priestap, many people that were involved in, because this just went on and on and on, the tentacles of this situation from the unmasking and going after Flynn to the dossier to the wiretapping and the FISA court, I get I get that that it is far-reaching and very complicated. That does not mean that there could not have been indictments. You don't have to wait until you've got every dang little thing that you could charge for to start holding people accountable. Because let me tell you something. The American people, the conservatives who know and understand about a coup attempt, we deserve accountability because our agenda that we voted for, that won in the election, has been denied us. And then you got the people that were lied to, that were told for three years by CNN and by others within the Obama administration that President Trump worked with a foreign agents, uh, foreign agents and a foreign government to steal the election, that that was a lie. They need to be told that they were lied to so that everybody has an opportunity to make an educated decision when they go into the polls. So there is no excuse the bar has that with they can't come forward with a report because they don't want to interfere in an election withholding that information is the interference in our election anything you want to say skins the, the the bottom line here for me as a trump supporter is more well more than enough time has passed two and a half years far too long lock them up absolutely they did not wait until they got 
the who the dude out of Chicago, uh the um uh, the the mobster, they didn't wait until they got him on murder and got to smoking gun. They got him on tax evasion, Al Capone, they got him off the streets. You get him for what you can get him for, get him you for get him in he, jail. Yeah. You know what Comey would already be in jail if they had bothered to prosecute him for leaking classified information. We had an American sailor yanked from his family and thrown in jail for six photos on a phone. That's leaking classified information. Enough's enough. We want accountability. We will be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all. Thank you, Matt Boyle. My name is Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate.